here we are. I'm going to start the episode now because I am the top in this podcast episode. What? Hi, my name's Leah and I'm the top. Here we Hi, go. I'm Casey and I guess I'm the bottom. <laughs> That's the perfect way to start the podcast. So welcome to our podcast for today, second episode. Very excited. Second episode of Dacalicious. Here we are. Here we are. Queer over here. We've definitely not disappeared. And this is a podcast for women loving women who love to listen to women loving women having conversations about everything, really. All the good stuff. All of the... All the ins and outs of loving women. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's a lot of ins and outs. Anyway, let's not go too far into that. (laughs) Please do excuse my dirty jokes. So anyway, Leah, how are you this week? What's been happening? Where are you? I am currently in England in my old bedroom, which used to be bright pink because uh, that was my favorite color back then. And I am just, uh, yeah, I came home to, to visit for a couple of weeks and I didn't realize actually, but I was driving past the field where... We normally host uh, Pride and so I was driving past and I realised actually it's the coming weekend so oh, fuck yeah. the perfect time to be to be back home. When else would you want to be in Reading? Well, in time for wow. Pride. Wow, the stars aligned. The stars did align and everything is just, uh, it's just going perfectly and I'm actually really excited. I think like I haven't been for nearly eight years now. Oh wow. And I've been to I've been to many others, you know. When I was living in Australia, I went to the one in Melbourne. I went to I went to I think one in India at some point. I've been to the ones in Paris. I've been to the one in Amsterdam. I've been everywhere except for here. And I'm quite excited to see the differences between Pride in different countries. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I'll I'll give you a rating on the next episode. I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah. Nice. And uh, so I'm drinking my cup of tea and very excited for today's episode. Sweet. How gay was your day, Casey? Not that gay, sadly. I was literally just at work and now I'm here. Oh, actually, I watched The L Word for lunch. I'm still making my way through season four. I can't believe that you're only at season four. Look, season three is hard to get through because Jenny is a nightmare. I understand. Jenny is difficult to deal with. Very good actress. But Jenny, the character, is fucking annoying. No offense. Yeah, look, I think it's... We've got to say it, you know. We, we have to be open about this kind of thing. I think if we are going to openly discuss very important, serious topics, we, we need to be very... Yeah, we also need to be just honest about how we feel. Exactly. We do need to be honest. And I think, you know... Speaking of which, how do you feel about Bet? I have a soft spot for Bet. Yeah, okay. Like, honestly, I really do have a soft spot because I know that she is kind of a bitch and I don't agree with most of the things that she does, but I find her so fucking sexy. Oh, look, she is hot. 
I feel like I really liked her the first time I watched L Word because, okay, so I watched the first three seasons and then I took a break and then I watched Generation Q and she is not acceptable in Generation Q. She's you don't like her? No. Okay, she is an asshole, but she's like the clothes. She is so fucking hot. Yeah. For some reason, I can't get past that. You know, like I know that she is a bitch and she is not a nice person. And yeah, I, I don't agree with most of the things that she does or says or the way that she acts, but I can't get past the visual aspect of Bet because she's a sexy bitch. And that's what I've got to say about that. So I hope that's, she's listening. That's a good summary, actually. Sexy bitch. Sexy if you, bitch. If you're out there, Bet, just so you know. Number one, calm down, but stay sexy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, how gay was your day? I mean, can you actually just describe your background for me for the listener my background. so my background right now in in my old bedroom is I have a massive rainbow pride flag uh behind me and mm-hmm. right next door to me I have my brand new bucket hat which is just the rainbow which if you're lucky and you look at our Instagram perhaps you're going to see a picture of me wearing it <laughs> it is extra fabulous so to the Pride weekend this weekend, I guess you're going to wear your bucket hat. Will you wear your flannel shirt? Um, flannel shirt is is a must at every major lesbian event um, for me. That That is where I feel the most comfortable in myself is behind my flannel shirt. The only problem being is that I don't actually have a flannel shirt that is going to go with all of the rainbow colours. So... We're going to have like a little bit of a problem there, considering that all of my flannel has like at least three or four different colours. And I'm already not a very colourful person, Casey. Mm. We both know that. I like my dark colours. Most of my flannel have dark colours. And the rainbow hat is, well, literally a rainbow on my head. And so I'm not sure how comfortable I'll feel. But do you know what? I see how I feel on the day. Maybe we'll give some extra, you know, leeway of of colour, but we'll have to see how I'm feeling on the day. Hopefully I'll have a good night's rest before, you know, leading up to the big, <laughs> leading up so to the big you're ready day. for these big, for these big decisions. Um, but maybe now it's a good idea to, to discuss the, the things that we're actually going to be speaking about today. The things that we have planned to, to be in today's episode. Yes. So today's topic is about stereotypes. For example, lesbians who only wear flannel shirts. (laughs) Oh, that one hurt. (laughs) But it's true. And um, (laughs) so we're going to talk about a few different things, like figuring out how we fit into stereotypes. Do we want to? Do we not want to? And yeah, just general lesbian identity on the outside and we have a few questions coming up later we have a caller question and just to get us started though our producers have given us a list of labels that are apparently options to choose from on certain dating apps have you been on any dating apps recently leah i have not i haven't actually used a dating app i mean the last the last dating app i I used i think was tinder and that was quite a long time ago so oh really so you only uh do your wrong contraries in real life (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's something that you could say um I I mean to be honest actually I do quite like tinder I found many relationships on there obviously as a lesbian I just dive straight in 
Um, or is that another stereotype? Who knows? Everything's coming full circle. Uh, but no, I, I actually, it has been a while since I've used a, a dating app and I really had no idea that these were actually options to choose. So they're quite interesting. But I'm going to start with the first one. Do you know what a diesel dyke is? Okay, so I have no idea. But so dyke, I'm assuming it's a butch variety. Mm-hmm. I um, that too. Diesel, is it a butch that rides a motorbike? Oh, that is a very good. Actually, yeah, I was thinking more of like a... That would be a hot dyke, in my opinion. <laughs> in mine too. I mean, I don't know if you've seen me whenever I'm walking around and I see a woman on a motorbike and it just is it's, it's done, it's finished. You have to turn and look turn and look and stop and for the next 10 minutes that's the only thing that I think about (laughs) uh what about a daikon um daikon I'm thinking maybe like a dyke icon yes yeah like Kate Blanchett is a daikon oh even though she's not a dyke sadly who knows maybe she is Kate if you're listening to this just so you know like feel free to come on anytime like send us a message no problem like We'd have you any day of the week, love. Just that's a side note, by the way. Who who would be an actual daikon? Maybe like Kristen Stewart. Ah, uh, yeah. I feel like she's quite edgy. I don't know. Like I don't know if she's a really icon though. I'm not a huge Kristen Stewart fan. Okay, but well, that's, we um, have very that's different opinions. So I'm trying to think. Like, like in the L words. Betporter would be shame. Here we go. Do you know what? This conversation was destined for us to speak about. <laughs> it was. Shame. Oh. Not a fan of shame. Like, as a, as a, I'm not attracted to shame, but she is very kind and nice. She's quite sweet, actually. I really like she her. She is anyway, adorable. We're not here to speak about the L word. Look, anyway, this isn't the L word podcast. Um, what's the next on the list? Uh, I believe it is Pillow Princess which I definitely know. Do you know? I do know this. Well, I think I know. I assume it's just someone who doesn't do very much. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard this described as starfish in French. Starfish? (laughs) Yes. No fucking way. Because the starfish just, like, lies out in the sun. Waiting. uh, Just just enjoying. (laughs) Okay, well. Starfish is another word for it. Fantastic. I would say it's exactly the same. It's, it's somebody that's more of a bottom and doesn't really uh, participate too much in giving, as per se, uh, but mm-hmm. likes to receive. Mm. And the last one that we have is a switch. I know what this one is. For me personally, I don't know if in a lesbian relationship you would call, like if it's even necessary to have a switch, because at least in my previous relationships with, with women, it's been kind of 50-50 or at least like 60-40, you know, in the relationship of who's giving and who's receiving. It changes and it, but it's like, you know, there's a good balance there. And a switch is like every lesbian, you know, most lesbians like to give and receive. Like I I do say most, obviously it's not 100% of lesbians, but I don't know. How do you feel about that? Well, I agree with your definition, but yes, I think a lot of relationships there is a like a generally equal amount of switching going on. But I can't think of it right now. But there's a there's a French lesbian account that I follow. I think it's called like Dykes Out or something, or maybe it's a different one. Where she did a um, series of stories recently 
about this topic, topping and bottoming and switching. Okay. Because it's actually, there are actually a lot of people who stick to just one version and they're happy with that. Far out, man. I did not know that. Hashtag not all lesbian switch. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody's going to try and hashtag switch us off in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. What an excellent dad joke. Let's go through the um, correct answers. So a diesel dyke. Okay. We might actually be changing our opinions of if we're still attracted to this diesel dyke. Okay, so let me read it out. A diesel dyke is a lesbian who loves femmes, fast cars, and wearing a sweaty bandana in their back pocket at all times. Okay. I I actually could be one of these. <laughs> you need to get a bandana happening. I fucking have one. Like, the other day, I actually put it in my... Because I was, like, cycling into Paris, and I was like, oh, do you know what? Like, it's hot. Maybe I'm going to need it, you know, at some point to like wipe my face or something or like if I'm hot, I don't know. And so I had one in my back pocket. Mm. But isn't the bandana in the back pocket, it's like a signal or it's more like a gay guy thing, I think. But it's a signal for a certain type of gay sex, I think. Very interesting. I did not know that. And maybe I'm not going to participate with this anymore. So maybe just be careful where you put your bandana. (laughs) I will definitely be careful. Thank you for the... Advice. I feel like it would be more like the keys on the carabiner in the belt loop. I have that as well, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, so everybody's aware of what kind of lesbian I am. So I feel like for the listener, we can just maybe put Leah in the diesel deck category. Fantastic. But it's not fast cars. I just have to specify it's motorbikes. Any, any like motorbike, unless it has three wheels. I cannot agree on these fucking three wheeler motorbikes. Anyway. Onto the next That's one. That's a different topic for a different day. That is. Um, Diacon. So is a term used to define those who are considered icons amongst the lesbian community. So both correct. They could be celebrities, but not necessarily. And they aren't necessarily gay themselves either. Kate okay. So Kate Blanchett, Blanchett is a diacon. Yes. yes. If you're not you're right. already following, you should find on Instagram Dyke Blanchett and very good. Very thank good us Instagram. later. Yeah. Yes. You're welcome. Okay, so and examples we've got Kate Blanchett and also Natasha Leone. Of course. What a babe. What an absolute babe. Can't miss her out. Okay. Uh for the next one it was Pillow Princess. These mm-hmm. high maintenance types of lesbians love to be <laughs> the recipients of sex and rarely return the favour. So yeah, we were right about that one. And the last one was a switch, which is the equivalent to a verse for gay men. Switches are generally happy to give or receive pleasure, depending on their partner or their mood. All right. So I think I think we did quite well, actually. We did okay in our lesbian quiz knowledge. Congratulations. Congratulations to you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So aside from aside from this um, four categories. What kind of things do you think of when you think of lesbian stereotypes? When I think of lesbian stereotypes, personally, it's more in attitude and not necessarily like sexual attitude, but just in general. Um, And also the types or the way that they show themselves or present themselves to the world, like physically with with their style. For me, obviously, flannel shirts, a big one. Mm -hmm. Um, You've got 
short hair or like the undercut I know so oh, many yeah, that's pretty clear with undercut yeah. the undercut I think is like one of the it's coming up now nowadays to be the top number one sign of am I a lesbian or not and then you've got the tattoos I do think that they are a bit of a stereotype if you've got like the one tattoo I will say is like the line that goes all the way it's like a bracelet that's constantly there and like anywhere on your arm uh, yeah you are 100% a lesbian that's not even there's no doubt in that yeah there's yeah you you can't that's, hide that that's done yeah you're you're a lesbian for life mate that's it <laughs> I'm ready to share that with the world uh, I I'm sorry it needs to be done these these poor girls that don't realize what they're doing you're branding yourself as a lesbian when you get that tattoo do you reckon straight girls do it I don't think that they tend to have them in a bracelet form like that's more of like just a single line depending on like the thickness is like how butch you are or not in my opinion this is obviously uh an open an open chat this is a safe space Casey just if you need to you know feel free to yeah to really open your mind totally and the opinions expressed here are just our own yeah that is that is for sure do you have anything that that comes to your mind specifically when you think of of lesbian stereotypes yeah so probably similar to what like all of the things that you mentioned and the like the stereotypes that I think of as well are just interrelational you know the fact that you get they get so attached to each other really quickly oh fuck yeah for like, sure super super high emotion straight away move in straight away move in straight away tell each other that you love each other like within a few weeks I don't know if this is like to be respected though it's too much it's you've like you shine too bright too early and then you fade fast. This is my fear in terms of like I can understand stereotypical that. lesbian drama. I mean, for me, I feel like the stereotypes, I feel like the word stereotypes growing up in England is more based on looks. It's not so much on the the actual behavior, behaviors that that people possess or people people do or have or whatever which I think is actually a really interesting point because they are also very big stereotypes that that lesbians you know they they get attached too quickly they they kind of have like I don't know fears of of if they don't move in straight away that that it's never going to happen or that it's not right or I don't know I don't even know what the fears are actually like I saw a joke the other day I was like um, what does a lesbian bring on the first date? What does a lesbian bring on the first date? A turkey baster. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And for me, I was like, fuck me. Like, that is true, actually. Because, like, the classic one that I know is what do they bring? What does a lesbian bring to the second date? A U-Haul, is it not? A U-Haul, of course. I mean, I feel like you should probably bring the U-Haul before you bring the turkey baster. Just... If there are any lesbians out there listening to this, don't take advice from our jokes. Unless it's yeah, these in that are jokes. Order. These are not. <laughs> <laughs> you have to put it in the correct order, okay? First of all, it's the U-Haul, and secondly, it's the turkey baser. And afterwards, you do what the fuck you want because you, yeah, you're pretty confident after that. The thing is, it's really relatable. I mean. <laughs> I feel like I've had conversation, not from my perspective. I don't think I'm the full-on fall-in-love-in-five-minutes kind of lesbian. Okay. 
but I have been on the receiving end of this kind of passion. It's quite intense. Somebody has has turned up to the first date with a, this with a turkey baster. <laughs> wow! Not this, not directly. That there have been. They just showed you on their Amazon that they wanted to to buy it, <laughs> and they were wondering if they should order it to your house for two days' time since they'd still be there. Honestly. The thing is, just thinking about these stereotypes that we're talking about, it makes me think, like when I do think of lesbian stereotypes, the thing that I think of first is like really butch, like we said, keys on the carabine or on the belt loop. Fun fact, like before I was a lesbian, I actually did wear my keys on a chain. Wow. (laughs) One of my my friends said to me, like, "Um, Casey, what's going on with your keys? I don't think you should be doing that. You look like a massive lesbian, just so you know. That's nice of her to tell you. Him. Oh, yeah, sorry, I think him. He, well, well, I think he had a crush on me as well, so he was checking. He's looking at all the signs and reading into them with his little <laughs> notepad. Oh, yeah, keys and a carabiner. Oh, that's not looking good for me. My chances are getting slimmer by the day. Just double check if she knows what it means. <laughs> Intentional gay or not. I feel like this kind of stereotype um, maybe contributed to my late blooming because I didn't see myself like I didn't see a space for myself in this community so this kind of hit a sensitive well actually I didn't really hit a sensitive topic made me laugh but the other day I was texting you because I was describing to you a league of their own and I said that it was really boring because it was just about baseball (laughs) and you said I was such a femme (laughs) in in my defense okay I say a lot of things (laughs) Um, mainly for the laughter um, and sometimes you do get my honest opinion however uh, I can definitely safely say that that was just a joke um, to all of the femmes that do like baseball um, please don't don't hate on me however I feel like when you don't know what's going on with your body and you're not questioning there's a lot of a lot of signs that you do miss, you know, and and I think later on in life you do kind of look back on yourself and you're like, how did I miss that? Mm. Like that, that for me, looking on it now is so obvious, and I just like it's something that went totally over my head, and you know, and it's a stereotype. Like if I saw that on another person, then I'd be like, oh, like they could be gay, you know, or they could be whatever, you know. Mm. Yeah, I do also remember like. Again, in my pre-lesbian days, um, I was out at work drinks one night and my boss was describing somebody as a lipstick lesbian. Okay. And I was like, mm, what is a lipstick lesbian? <laughs> and then because I, like, I literally didn't even know this was possible because the stereotype in my mind is solid, just like... Super butch, no? Yeah. Super butch wearing flannel. And here I am. Here you are. <laughs> here you are. I do, just before we move on, I have a question for you. This is something that I've been wondering recently in my um, back on the dating scene life. Do you think I register as a lesbian? If I was walking down the street, would you think maybe gay? Hmm. It's okay to say no. (laughs) The the thing is, is for me when I... And and I'm sure this this will come up a little bit later on in in the podcast as well. But for me, I... My gaydar, I guess, if you will, is heavily based on the looks that I get. And the like, for example, if I'm walking down a busy street and I kind of walk past a girl, 
it, for me, it's the eye contact. If we make eye contact or if that person looks at me, like, mm -hmm. unless they're obviously very butch, et cetera, et cetera, that's how I can tell. It's like, there's, it's not saying that I'm the most attractive woman in the universe and every lesbian is just going to look at me because that's not what I'm saying at all. Um, but I do feel like a lot of it is either partly due to attraction or partly due to the feeling of, okay, there's a lesbian there. I'm going to look at them and take like key points from like how they're walking, how they're acting, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. I don't know if that's true, but for me, it kind of works like that. But as I said, like it's the eye contact. And I feel like if I walked past you in the street, we would make eye contact. <laughs> I'm fucking sure of it. I'm fucking positive, man. Like you see me, a very obvious lesbian. I think that anybody that is gay would kind of just take a look at me. And that's not in like a, I've got a big head and I think I'm so attractive way, like really not at all. But I, I really do think that because it happens to me a lot. Like I, and even if I'm not attracted to that person, I still look anyway, just as kind of like looking for allies in the street, you know, <laughs> other lesbians, we need to be friends. I think this is, this is kind of like behind my question as well, because, okay, for the, for example, the other day I was at a music festival and I was looking around seeing other lesbians and I was like, mm, allies, friends, but I don't feel like they would look at me and think the same thing. And this makes me. This think. is a, this is a really big question. And I don't think that there is a single way to answer it or to, to explain why or whatever. Look. It was a question that I wanted to ask you, but I'm not 100% satisfied with the answer because I was thinking, the like, so still at the music festival the other day, I was obviously zoning out while listening to the music <laughs> and staring at lesbians. <laughs> I was Obviously. like, what do I need to do? Like, should I get a tattoo just to let people know that I'm one of them to make me feel more included? This this is the big question think about when I'm, doing, when I'm listening to um, Lucy Dacus. I, I don't know who Lucy Dacus is, so you'll have to introduce us. <laughs> However, I think that you shouldn't have to justify the fact that you're a lesbian or make it very obvious to people that you are a lesbian just to... I mean, obviously, if you want attention and stuff, like, for me, it works quite well to be very obviously a lesbian. You know, I've got a fucking gold star tattoo. You get a good success rate if you didn't need a, an app. <laughs> I do have a good success rate, but we're not going to go into that. Um, no, not tonight. But, like, you don't need the rainbow colours or whatever to show people that you are a lesbian, you know. If I could give some advice to those people that are a little bit in your situation where you're mm -hmm. you don't look super super gay the average human eye isn't gonna just assume that you're a lesbian uh, my advice would be just to try to put yourself out there a little bit more in the way of being confident because for me confidence is also a very big stereotypical lesbian thing mm. take for example the girl that we met when we met our producer megan oh yeah hmm Mm -hmm. When we met Megan, Megan is a person that has a lot of confidence and a lot of confidence. She does look, mm. I wouldn't say that she looks overly butch. I don't think she looks butch at all. Or super, super obvious. And I don't think that the average person would just assume that she's a lesbian. Perhaps other lesbians, but do you know why? And that's, that is, it's just because of the confidence that she has. She has confidence to look at you as you're walking down the street because she's attracted to you. 
or because she she wants to she wants to make it obvious that she's a big lesbian, you know? Like I've just received a message. Apparently you would say that she has nipple confidence. Yes, it is called nipple confidence. Nipple confidence is very important. Um and I she definitely has nipple confidence. Like when I walk down the street, I have total confidence in who I am and the fact that I'm a lesbian. I'm overconfident, in fact. And I think that that could be a problem sometimes. But I also think that it's one of the reasons that I do get a fair amount of attention when I'm walking down the road. There you go. And that's my advice for you. Okay, thanks. So anybody anybody out there listening that's in Casey's position, I would just suggest... You know, like don't change the the parts of your personality or the parts of your your style just to try to fit into this group that has a specific style. Go out and just, you know, keep the eye contact. You know, when you lock eyes with somebody in the street, keep it. You don't have to lose it, obviously, unless you're like driving in a car. Um, Look, I'm just going to counter this advice, though. Like, don't get creepy, guys. No, it's not in a creepy way. You know, you can do this in a sexy way. I'm going to show you. We're going to walk down the street one day and I'm going to show you what I mean, okay? <laughs> Tune in for the next episode to find out how that goes. I'll have to do an Instagram live of the um, the confident eye training. Fuck yeah, I'm down for that. Let's do that. Confident eye training. This is going to be like a new success. Okay, doke. Stay tuned, guys. So, Casey, mm-hmm. since you could potentially pass as a straight person Mm -hmm. what would you say the pros and cons of that are so I guess the pros that come to mind are kind of obvious ones like I don't really get any harassment that I need to deal with yeah I can get that and I also kind of like French work culture is quite private in this kind of in this kind of arena in terms of like I know a lot of people prefer to keep their sexuality private in a workplace and I guess I don't really need to worry about that. I did put my hand up at work to be the designer for the diversity and inclusion um, project and I told everybody that I was super excited to be working at Pride and then somebody asked me if I had a boyfriend. Oh, yeah. And um, so I guess I pass pretty comfortably. (laughs) Which is also fed into my complex of am I, am I lesbian enough? But the cons are kind of small things. I feel like I regularly have to come out to people. And as we spoke about last week, my coming out experience was fucking long and painful. And it's something that I have to keep doing all of the time. Yeah, every time you meet somebody. Or... Yeah, it's actually kind of like, so as an expat living in Paris... I spent a lot of time socializing with new people. Um, and when I first arrived, I joined a lot of meetup groups that were generally just like straight people having fun in Paris. And there was like just a lot of um, mental process of do I tell people straight away? Do I tell them on the third meeting? How do I bring it up? What if they're not okay with it? Exactly. How do I know if they're going to be nice to me? Yeah. So those are, the, those are the pros and cons that come to mind for me. I think like, I think also... Another con, I guess, would be like without dating apps to meet somebody. It is definitely harder to to do that, you know. Yeah, it doesn't work very well. But actually on that topic, it is also been harder for me to find lesbian friends. I do think 
the lesbian social circle is quite closed because lesbians are so invisible in society that they're very protective and very kind of insular. Yeah, and they, they worry a lot about who they let into the circle, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it wasn't until I was here in Paris feeling confident and I, may, I had to make an effort to go out to join meetups to specifically join Facebook groups for lesbians and stuff like that. I, I agree 100% with that. To to find lesbians, it's it's harder than if it, it's harder than it seems actually. Um, Especially when you want to find friends who are not your exes or your exes' exes. Definitely, or yeah, who are friends of your exes and really good friends at that. It's it's, <laughs> it's a complicated world out there for lesbians in Paris. Um, but the the nice thing for me in Paris is that. I feel like there's quite a big lesbian community and so not everybody knows everybody. I mean, everyone knows quite a few people here and there or is like entangled in with like exes and love stories here, there and everywhere. Whereas where I, when I was living in Melbourne, for example, I feel like the lesbian community was much smaller, which for me seems really weird. I know that there's obviously less people in Australia, but it still feels really weird because it's such an open community and you you kind of go into these lesbian bars and you see the same 50 people that you see everywhere in any of the lesbian hangouts and everybody has slept with everybody. Yeah, but that's because all the lesbians with girlfriends are at home watching Orange is the New Black with their cats. That's very fucking true. Using the turkey baster that they bought on the first day. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Keep trying. I'm bringing it back. <laughs> Listen, there's all types. There really are. Do you have any other pros and cons to add to the list? Of passing as straight? Mm. I could never pass the straight. Have there been any times where you wish that you could? That is a very, very good question. I haven't had any. I'm like, I'm very much in the mindset of I fucking hid enough when I was a teenager and I was scared and I was worried about how people would see me and how people would react and so now that I'm an adult I'm like fuck that like I'm I don't I don't ever want to pass off as straight I want to be proud and I want to show who I am and that probably shows in like the way that I that the way that I dress and the fact that I wear fucking flannel shirts and have a short haircut and fucking have a carabiner with my keys on it but <laughs> I think that if let's say that I lived in a, in a different country where it wasn't as accepted you know then I'm sure that there would be times where I kind of would dress a little bit more straight that's good that's good I think it is like a lucky it's a lucky position to be in though it is it is definitely a lucky position and I and I'm honestly I'm very grateful to to be in the position I am today and to be able to say like fuck that Okay, I think we've covered the stereotype list of questions enough. So I have um, I have a question for you, actually, because on this topic of, you know, feeling gay, looking gay, just being gay in the streets, I have a question for you from one of my friends. Okay. Because we were talking about this the other day, and she said to me that she's been hanging out at the local cafe, which is next to a yoga studio, Okay. There's a really hot girl that comes in every day. They make a little bit of eye contact, but she's not sure if she's gay. Oh. What should she do? Because my friend is gay. So I guess, like we've already covered, eye contact tick. What would be the next step? So is she making eye contact with your friend? Yeah. 
I think my friend is making eye contact. Okay, so your friend is is not necessarily interested, but just wants to just wants to try and and scope it out. I would say, I mean, we're not going to do this whole L word, you know, where Shane goes up to see if Lara's gay, and then when Shane goes up, she's like, "Oh no, she's she's got nothing," you know. So you can't send me in. However, look, Shane doesn't work on everybody. Very, very true. Um, I would say maybe try to like I don't know if it was me I'm a romantic at heart okay if I was trying to to see if somebody was gay whether or not I was interested in sleeping with them or not I'd like to make that very clear I would just be really nice I'd see kind of in general like if I saw the person again and I'd see that she was I don't know if you're at a cafe and they have like cookies or something I would buy her a cookie and be like Oh, I saw you and I would go in I'd make the effort to speak to them, you know. Go up and You would buy her a cookie straight away. Fuck yeah, man. Like I'm showing I'm a nice person, you know. I'm not necessarily interested, but I wanna see what the reaction is. I feel like that's too much nipple confidence. <laughs> My nipples are fucking nice, okay? Obviously fucking hard all the time. That was yeah. like if somebody <laughs> <laughs> If somebody came up to me with a oh, cook, I don't know. Actually, maybe if she was cute. No, but do you know what? Like, yeah, I would go up and I'd be like, or I would go, like, even if it wasn't to buy the cookie or some stupid shit like that, it would be like to actually like do something to kind of get hold of that person's attention and see. And like, then that's, I, I mean, it's hard to explain because I feel like if it was me, I would not only have the confidence to do that, but also have the kind of the gaydar I guess to figure it out and to see from their reaction and the way that they were speaking to me if they were interested or not and that would tell me if they were gay that's how I do it that's my my little secret of my nipple confidence do you know what I mean yeah look I would I would just start with a basic hello I mean you could if you wanted <laughs> to be wouldn't... simple I wouldn't rock up with a bloody cookie in my hand. <laughs> it's not like you homemade them, you know, just for this girl. It's like you you saw it and you're like, oh, here you go. Like, I've seen you here, there, and wherever. Like, what's your name? You know? What's your name? What's your number? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, there you go. I don't know. I think that also comes back to, like, this is very random, but the attachment style it's like my attachment style is very avoidant so if somebody approached me with a cookie I would be like get the fuck out of here are you saying if I approached you if I saw you like and we'd seen each other a couple of times and we were at the same cafe or whatever and I approached you with like a really friendly smile like a genuine friendly smile and a cookie and said like oh like I bought this for you I hope you have a lovely day and that's it like it's not a creepy thing and then I went away and I and I sat down at the table, you know, and then afterwards, if you wanted to, you could come over to the table on your way out and say, thank you very much. That was really nice of you. Have a lovely day. I'm not expecting more than that. But from that small interaction, it makes it easier to kind of read the signals from the other person. I get. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But I don't know. I For me, I don't know why I'm so hung up on this, but the idea of buying somebody a cookie it was like literally if somebody came up to me with that much attention I would be like I would be overwhelmed and I think this is this is definitely a problem of mine is that I like to give a lot of attention I like to give a lot of attention I like to receive a lot of attention I'm like a puppy do you know what I mean 
You like to you like to love bomb people. I I do love bomb people, but I also continue to love bomb them throughout the relationship. So it's not just a five minute thing. All right. I am just a very attention giving person that likes to just I don't know. Like for me, it's just like if I can make somebody's day better. Plus, if I give this girl a cookie and I can figure out if she's gay or not, which is definitely something that I want to do, it's like double bonus, isn't it? I get to make somebody's day better. Like, even if I just made them smile and they're not fucking gay in the end of it, like, it doesn't matter. I've made their day maybe a little bit better. Maybe they're having a shit day. I don't know. Now we're going off topic. But do you know what? We are going off topic. I stick by my cookie idea, okay? I think it's a great idea. All right. It is adorable. It's the same as buying somebody a drink in a club. Do you know what I mean? It is the same. And you're going out, like, and you say, would you like a drink? Instead of that, I'm just buying the cookie and being like, here you go. Be careful. There's nuts in the cookie. It's not gluten-free. <laughs> it's definitely not vegan. It's definitely not vegan. Then It's got eggs in it, mate. You know. Don't give it to a lesbian. There's fewer and fewer lesbians out there who are not vegan these days. So, Okay, so to my friend who's listening, that's your advice from um, Elia and I. Either buy a cookie or say hello. Whatever makes you feel comfortable. Um, and keep us updated. Let us know what happens. Actually, actually, I have one last question for you. Ale. You go up to this girl. You've got the cookie on your head. What are you going to say to her? What is your pickup line for this <laughs> cafe encounter? That is such a good question. Okay. <clears throat> Let's pretend like the cookie had M&Ms in it, okay? Okay. What do lesbians and M&Ms both have in common? I have no idea. <laughs> they can both melt on your tongue. <laughs> and that's it for this episode. So thanks very much for listening, guys. If you did want more of this kind of content, then please subscribe to us in your podcast app of choice. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then please leave us a rating and a review to help us reach more lesbians and women who love women. Yeah, and you can find us online. We're on Instagram at dicalicious underscore podcast, where you can send us an email or a voice note or a funny meme to dicalicious.podcast at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. Take it off.